You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Thunderquack Podcast, Nuff Said, for our Black Widow review. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, alongside the astonishing Amanda Conkin and spectacular Curtis Finley. Hello. Hey, Hi, everyone. I, we're, we're back with another Nuff Said because we got, we got more Marvel to talk about. Uh, we were just, just talking about in, in our sort of preamble, I... I Loki just finished like as of recording this, if you're listening to this sometime in the future or sometime in the past, I don't know. Maybe you have time travel. I, I'm not judging. Or maybe uh, they're listening from a place where time does not exist. Exactly. Um, Loki just finished. I guess technically today I watched it at, at midnight. I uh, waited up. I was so tired oh last night God. and I waited up. Cause I was like, if I don't watch this now, I'll regret it. And it I, was, I watched it an hour ago. Oh, it, whoa. It, it was mind blowing. I mean, like yeah. it was, uh, yep. yeah, I, I just, an, an absolute like masterclass in storytelling in acting and fight choreography, all of that stuff. Loki was great from start to finish, but we're not here to talk about Loki tonight. Uh, what? Oh, man. We're going to talk about Loki in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to, we're going to give everybody the opportunity. If you haven't watched all of it yet, um to uh to to definitely do that i i know i know for a fact that there are some people who wait until it's done because they don't want to wait week to week they want to be able to watch it at their pace um which i totally understand and respect like if that's how you want to do it but the Um, spoilers yeah i but like these are people who do not exist online in the way that (laughs) that we do um certainly not in the way that i do like on twitter every day all day um, distracting myself from the things I actually need to get done. But tonight we're going to talk about Black Widow, which just came out. Um, and I, uh, b- before we get into sort of our thoughts and everything like that, let's 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 run it down. So, uh, uh, Black Widow is a feature film released on July 9th, twenty twenty one, in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access. Mm-hmm. The the first marvel movie to be released on premiere access on disney plus i i'm How gonna go you... ahead and predict now it not it will not be the last one it won't be the last one. Oh yeah uh, uh it, it, it it's it's already made them a significant amount of money uh it, it's a, about a third of the box office i think yeah um, from it's, opening weekend it's amazing how did you watch it mike uh, I I watched it in the theater. I watched it in a, in a Cineplex VIP cinema mm. with with, uh, with Crystal. Was it released um, in three D? Uh, yeah. So th- I think so. The VIP ones aren't three D uh, uh. generally, so we, we didn't watch it in three D. We watched it. In Neither 3D. did I. I saw it in the theater as well. What about you, Amanda? Yeah, I saw it in the theater as well. But I'm pretty sure that there was three D and two D showings, and I specifically went to a two D showing because I was just in the Okanagan, so it was like a different 
kind of theater, but I, yeah, I saw it in 2D. Okay. So now I'm, now I'm doubting that it was in 3D because if we I, all saw it in 2D. Yeah. I don't think I saw an option at, at, at Metrotown huh. um, for 3D. Oh yeah. There's, there's options right now. If I wanted oh, okay. to go see it, I could go see it in okay. 3D at 10, 15 tonight if I wanted to. Okay. Um, so. 3D seems to be going by the wayside. It seems, oh, yeah. it seems to be falling off, but uh, it's not uh, necessary. Not for this movie. You know what? Yeah, it, it it really did. I didn't even notice it wasn't. Until, I think I was talking to Kyle last night when we were recording uh, uh, Rebel Cells, and and it came up of like uh, of of three D movies and whatnot. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I don't. I'm, is that still a thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been so long since we've been to a theater. Yeah, but I I. Yeah, this one. I mean, like, I could see where some of the action sequences and stuff would benefit from it, but, but let's benefit not... or just it would just be in three D. I don't know that it would be a, sure. a benefit. Um, yeah. well, let's not let's not get into that okay. stuff yet, Amanda. Sure, why why don't you why don't you give us the uh, the the rundown here on the, the rundown uh, on, of everybody? On, yeah, of everybody. Yeah, sure thing. So, um, producer on this, as with many Marvel movies, uh, Kevin Feige. Uh, the executive producers, Victoria Alonso, Luis Desposito, Nigel Gostello, Scarlett Johansson, Brad Winderbaum. Um, and it was directed by Kate Shortland, which is awesome seeing a female at the helm there. Uh, written by Eric Pearson, story by Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson. The music by Lauren Balf. Alpha. Um, and it was starring, of course, Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, uh, Rachel Weiss as Melina, David Harbour as Alexi, Ray Winstone as Drakov, Ever Anderson as young Natasha, Violet McGraw as young Yelena, O.T. Fagben-Lee as Mason, William Hurt as Secretary Ross, and Olga Kurylenko as Antonia slash Taskmaster. Which, so right there, right there. Spoilers. Spoiler, <laughs> in this spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, should I spoiler alert it before I say it? Yeah, but, no. You know, I, you know, know this is off you know of IMDb. This is off IMDb. Yeah. So if it's on IMDb, hey, uh, fair game. I, I, but yeah, hey, so I think one of the, one of the most interesting things when we run this down uh, is that Jack Schaefer, who yeah, was a big part of WandaVision, Mm-hmm. And Winter Soldier uh, and, and, and Winter Soldier, yeah, I, I, was was part of this. So, mm-hmm. um, and I always forget how long ago though that they were making this, right? So it's like this is yeah. what Jack Schaefer did before he did the other stuff, right? She, 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 she sorry, she before yeah. she did the other stuff, yeah, yeah. Be- before WandaVision. So it, yeah, we're we're in a weird place right now because the Disney Plus stuff is way ahead of the film releases. And even the film releases themselves are about to come out in a disjointed order because it last year in 2020, we were supposed to get Black Widow in May uh, and then the Eternals in November. And then uh, in I believe it was February of this year, we were supposed to get Shang-Chi. May, we were supposed to get Doctor Strange. And then in November... um, Oh, what comes after Doctor Strange? What's next up? Spider-Man? No, oh, yeah. Spider- Spider-Man never had a date on it. Um, no. It's always kind of been outside of everything else because it's it's the Sony thing. Yeah. Oh, Thor. But, I think Thor is next in line, right? Yeah, I think I think it might have been Thor was supposed to be this November. But wow. everything got pushed, obviously, by a year. And 
Shang-Chi is, is getting completely moved out of the order and is actually the next film, the next feature release that we're getting. Um, but the most interesting part of this is that we were supposed to get like th- this, this, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier, which are very closely tied, I think, um, uh, just in terms of like tone and style, right? We've got the sort sort of like multiple, um, uh, like sort of parallel avenues of the MCU, right? Like you've got the sci-fi uh, stuff with with Iron Man and Ant Man and whatnot. You've got the the spy thriller type stuff with with Captain America, Falcon and Winter Soldier and Black Widow. Um, you've got the fantasy stuff with with uh, I uh, like the sort of the, the fantasy sci-fi stuff with Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy and 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 that sort of thing. Um, and and so we were going to get like sort of back to back Black Widow and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier that got flipped. Um, but then WandaVision wasn't supposed to happen until after i i eternals which which i think is sort of setting up the next sort of epic stage of of the mcu and it was supposed to lead directly into uh multiverse of madness right which which would then lead into loki but now we've gotten wow we've gotten wandavision and loki before we even get to see uh, multiverse of madness and we're also gonna get to see spider-man before we get to see multiverse of madness which is very interesting because dr strange will appear in spider-man right this is cool actually flipping it on its head is is neat to see the pieces kind of unfolding before the the what i guess is maybe the main event in dr strange yeah and 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 i think i i, I think the biggest thing that it indicates for me is that this multiverse stuff, like everybody kind of thought like, Oh, multiverse stuff was going to happen. And then, and then I, I Dr. Strange, like, like basically I, I Wanda would like mess some stuff up and then Dr. Strange would fix it. And, and now it's starting to feel like, Oh no, 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 no. That's just the beginning. (laughs) Like this is just the start of it. Right. Um, uh, if Spider-Man was going to be after and all that sort of stuff, but, but black widow being released, I think in the midst of Loki airing, what is a really weird juxtaposition because you have this very, very, button down like action thriller uh like 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 spy thriller type of movie with black widow which really like the spy thriller stuff is even kind of like like played down a lot it's it's much more action than anything else Um, but you know in in the midst of the craziest fantasy we've gotten in the mcu so far but they made didn't they make a date change for loki and push it a couple weeks because it didn't come directly after Falcon and Winter Soldier had Loki started the week that Falcon and Winter Soldier ended or with that one gap week where they do the making of video um, Black Widow would have come completely after Loki yeah and 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 I think like it's it's a it's a bit of a weird decision I think that one of the other things that's interesting is that we've been seeing a bunch of um, they're not even leaks they're official things that have been released for Spider-Man Far From Home or not Far From Home No Way Home um from like Funko and and a new one was just released today from Hot Toys of of merch that is 
from the next Spider-Man movie that is giving away major plot points <laughs> that, that, <laughs> really? that I'm sure that I'm sure that like, like will be in the trailer, right? Like it's the sort right. of stuff that like, they're really what, what it is at the end of the day is it's Spider-Man suit reveals, right? It's, it's no right. different than like Iron Man when it's like, when we, we get our first trailer for an Iron Man movie, we get to see what his new suit looks like for the first time. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and similarly, it's like, okay, Spider-Man's going to have a couple of different new suits in, uh, in, in, uh, uh, no way home. W- one of them is, I think, uh, I wish that they hadn't shown us. I wish that that they had kind of left it out there. I won't say what it is in case people want to avoid it. But there is a suit that's like that's very it, Hot Toys released uh, uh, essentially like their preview of it today for pre-orders, and uh, and and it gives away something pretty major in the plot. That's like it doesn't really tell you the story <laughs> point of it, but it it tells you it gives you something that you're like. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be rad. And I really so, wish that it would have saved it, but I just Googled it and yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Should it, I, will I get it if I Google it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, sure. it's, okay. it's not, it's, it's totally like if you're an MCU is fan, Funko, you'll see it. Funko Pop? Uh, no, it's a it, hot toys. Oh, okay. I, I, but uh, yeah, anyways, we're all over the place and let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's bring it back in and bring it back to, to Black Widow. The all of that to say that Black Widow is t- like for me, like this is not the MCU stuff that like that that hits with me the hardest um, there. In, in fact, <laughs> there's a component of it. I'll just kind of give my overall thoughts now. There's a component of, of Black Widow that that actually kind of it it bugs me that they included it and they only did in order to make it feel like it was more mcu and and that's all of the stupid sci-fi nonsense right um all of the the like the the uh uh, brain programming and and uh uh, that's like the core part of the plot but they could have done it they could have done it without without we went in and and programmed people's brains and then here's an a completely unexplained red nanotech mist stuff (laughs) that fixes the problem it's like because because it's it's sort of in the in the cold open uh, not it's not in the the there are two cold opens for this movie, which is another sort of issue that I have with it. But anyways, I w- like, like because it's just introduced and there's like, we never get an explanation for where that came from. It's never like, Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Melina made that stuff. Right. Like as like a, as a way to counteract it. It just, it feels like there were like a couple of weird, like, like, loose threads because they were just like, nah, the sci-fi stuff isn't important in black widow. And, and they were kind of like the family stuff is what's really important for this movie. Um, and, and yet to me, it's like the family stuff never really doesn't really connect. Um, it's mostly just jokes. And, and so by the end of it, I didn't really feel like I felt, I felt the connection between Natasha and Yelena but when it came to Melina and and Alexi, I was like, "You guys are sending so many mixed messages here. It's it's all over the place." Um, and then most importantly, this movie was supposed to be the send off for Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, and to me, it really didn't feel that way. It, as I joked on on social media, this movie is a two hour prequel for a green vest, like it, 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 which like nobody was sitting in Infinity War going like. 
Where'd she get that green vest? I, want, <laughs> I didn't even I, know she had a green vest. I wonder I know, what the, the story part, yeah. is behind that, right? Like it was like like for for those of us who pay attention to the to the the character designs and stuff like that, like like specifically artists, right, who are like like nitpicking every detail of these costumes. It was like, oh, that's interesting. She's got like a vest over her thing, and it's like, well, she also dyed her hair blonde because she doesn't want to be recognized as as the as black widow like she's been in front of you know tv cameras talking on behalf of the avengers and stuff like that so you know she's got to be more undercover than the others i i like they were all supposed to be a little bit more like covert uh, sort of thing um but yeah so cool. like they, they, this movie like went to great lengths to bash you over the head with like that vest was important um I uh, but I uh, I uh, yeah it, it kind of but that's what me. bothers me is that the vest wasn't important. <laughs> it, I don't it, know. But, that's like exactly, <laughs> and and that's exactly it. Is that like it, it felt like they, um they they were they 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 I I told and didn't show <laughs> a lot in this movie. Um and and then and then like they made the cardinal sin of a of a of a Marvel movie of a superhero movie. And they didn't really introduce the, the villain until the third act, right? Like we saw him a little bit in the beginning of the movie, but he didn't really become the bad guy that we were dealing with until we're on, we're in the red room. Right. Um, Well, they played a, they, they played the wizard of Oz on us right on that one. Because the, the villain for the most part was the wicked witch of the West or taskmaster. And then we yeah. get the man behind the curtain at the very end. Yeah, I just I don't think that it was very expertly done. <laughs> um, uh, certainly not in comparison to the other story that uh, that that that's been going on uh, uh, presently. I, I so like it, it, it to me. It just this felt like I I, yeah. I often say like like with the Marvel movies there are there are tiers of of quality it's like you've got like your end games and 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 I I and then you've kind of got you know like like the Ant-Man movies sort of in the middle and then you've kind of got got these ones that like Thor <laughs> right the first the two Thor world. movies I I and and I think that Black Widow is kind of in that third tier it's at the top of the third tier in my opinion but but it is definitely in that third tier where it's like I don't really it it, it just kind of it just kind of happens but there aren't actually any consequences they're playing in a really weird space because of the fact that it's a prequel but also a sequel so it's like yeah okay this is a follow-up to Civil War but it's a prequel to Infinity War like just I I think that this movie would have worked so much better it would have hit so much better if we had gotten it in after 2017 Civil War. <laughs> right after right. civil war and before yeah. infinity war uh, well, for sure because everyone was flying high and they, you know yeah. you, you, you spend a year and a half waiting and you know the romance dies off yeah and you know what it, uh, it, this is here's the biggest thing and some people might get mad at me for this one it needed somebody else it it needed another like like in the way that that Thor Ragnarok brought the Hulk into it of like of like oh here's a here's a team up you never thought you would see right we needed we needed just one more piece of the puzzle someone that we were familiar with for 
uh, for Black Widow to play yeah. off of. I man, I here. was hoping the whole time that Hawkeye would be here because they kept yeah. talking about mm-hmm. Budapest and all that kind of stuff through those other movies, and it's like this is the time to talk it's, about Budapest. It's, it's understandable why why he's not because for sure. because he's kind of got his own thing where like he takes the plea deal sort of thing. Yeah. But but uh, but yeah, it it definitely needed somebody else that we were familiar with. Whether it was a character that is like necessarily with her the whole time or at least like like honestly, I really think that that she needed to be in contact with with Cap at some point in this movie and it needed and we needed a scene of them like going over the plan. Um, so that so that we could kind of connect some dots a little bit more, but also yeah. so that Nat could talk to somebody that she trusts about what she's going through with these other characters. But yeah. Agent Hill would have been another good person, I think, for that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That, yeah, Wait, that... who? Maria Hill. Oh, from yeah, Shield? like anybody because she's a Shield agent, yeah, right? Yeah. All of the other movies. I'm now thinking now that you've said this, I didn't even think realize it, but all of the other movies got at least two, right? Like yeah. even if it was somebody else's movie, like even Ant-Man got Falcon yeah. in it. Like exactly. it's just, yeah, it's like, it seems like it was like they were trying it's, too hard to make it just about Black Widow. There's yeah. there there's this thing that, that they've been doing with the new Star Wars animated series, Bad Batch, where they've been bringing in characters from Clone Wars and from Star Wars Rebels in order to reinforce our relationship with the new characters that like the the title characters the bad batch and like they they keep bringing characters in for them to play off so that we can go like oh now we care more about our heroes because they help these characters that we already love right and i feel like like this movie doesn't learn like it doesn't understand that lesson of like you can't you can't just drop us into this just with with black widow like like it, it, it sh- well i think you can but they didn't do it properly this time yeah right? i i get i guess i guess i she guess is- what like it, it ultimately i think what it comes down to is that like this this movie felt more like a setup for yelena than it yeah. did a send-off to to right. natasha and yeah. and that and that's probably its biggest sin Right. Is that we like, especially because this was billed as like, hey, she didn't get her scene in Endgame because guess what? We've got Black Widow coming. And then it's like Black Widow's delayed for over a year. And and uh, what I said on Twitter and I got a little bit of flack for, but but I stand by it. This did not deserve to be delayed for a year. And and like, like, let's wait for the movie theater. Like, I, I don't think like I think that it actually hurts it more than it helped it. Um, well, I think Disney didn't like nobody knew how long this pandemic was going for. But for sure, the, the, for sure. the thing about the, the Marvel movies is that we Disney has built up such a culture of creating an event for each of these releases. Yeah. And if you just release it on Disney Plus, then you don't get that event. Uh, you don't get the people going in groups to the theaters waiting outside or yeah. dressing up or whatever like that just won't happen. So they were like, okay, we'll just wait. And that's why like the, the they kept rescheduling just a couple of months and they push it a couple of months and they push, push it a couple of months because they had every intention to release it as soon as they could. They just literally couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get all of that. It's just, it, 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 I, 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 I don't think that this one, this one is not an event. Like that's the thing. Well, is it, that, but it, it would have been an event if it had come out a year and yeah. a half ago. 
it's a it's also it's it's very similar to like uh with star wars um and the timing with disney plus where i think if solo had been further out solo would have ended up being a disney plus series and it would have been yeah. much more successful as a disney plus series than it was as a movie right. and i think yeah. that black that Widow is a really great. great example of like this should have been a disney plus series if we had six episodes to get to know these characters and to and like oh, yeah. a whole episode to spend in 1995 a whole episode to spend getting together with with uh, uh, Natasha and, and Yelena and exploring their relationship, a whole episode on Alexi, a whole episode on Molina, right? That would have been great. Yeah. It, it, I think yeah. that by the end of that story, we would have been able to achieve what they, what they didn't achieve in this one, which is that like, I'm, a, I'm very interested in seeing Yelena in the, in the next thing that she's going to be in, which we'll get to. But I don't care about seeing Rachel Weiss or David Harbour back. Even like they did a fine I job. I think David both of Harbour. them were fine. I love David. Har- I love David Harbour as an actor. I don't. I don't know that they really did him as much service as they could have with this character. I, 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 exactly what you're saying, though. If there was a, t- if it was a television series, and yeah. then it was about getting to know this family more, then for sure. But yeah, you're. It was sort of a little bit. A little odd. The thing I didn't like about Alexi is, is I absolutely loved him at the beginning in 1995. It wasn't yeah. 95, yeah. Uh, when we first meet him and he's like riding on the wing of that airplane or whatever. And like he is awesome. And then we flash forward and he is a completely 180 degree different character. Yeah. He's jokey or whatever. Like what happened to the cool guy that we. I mean, I know that like prison did stuff to him or whatever. He's disillusioned and he's now a joke. And we'll, but yeah, a series would have been able to show us his descent to that point, and it wouldn't have been so jarring. I thought it was quite jarring. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was, and and especially because there was no return, right? Like, yeah. like, like uh, my hope while watching the movie was like, oh well, now that he's back, like once the family is brought back together they're all going to snap back into the people that they were right. Like, like they're going to bring out the best in each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then that's not what happened. (laughs) Not at all. Like Molina just has like, there's a twist with her character where it's like, Oh, she's a bad guy. And like, Oh, I guess she's not a bad guy. Um, And then with, but with Alexi, it's like, yeah, he was just a joke all the way up until the end. Yeah. And it was like, like he really, he did need that moment. And they like, it's such a disservice. It's such a disservice to, to David Harbour and to the character. Cause we know that he can play a character with depth. We've seen it with Hopper, right? He, they, I think but, they thought that they did it by giving yeah. him a fight sequence at the end. But, but he gets that moment where like he, he starts to pour out his heart to, to, to oh, Natasha. Yeah. And then she's like, you don't, you don't, you don't have a thing. And it was like, instead of giving him his moment, they gave him his, they started to give him his moment and then they thought, let's take this opportunity to put in another joke. Yeah. And it was like, what is this movie? Is this movie in line with, with a uh, uh, winter soldier and civil war and Falcon and winter soldier, or is this in line with, with Ant-Man, Ant-Man yeah. and, <laughs> and guardians of the galaxy? Because like that joke works really well in Ant-Man. It doesn't work really well for Black Widow, who is one of our serious characters. Black Widow is very funny, 
right? Like, like she's always got great quips and one-liners, just like all of these heroes do. It's what makes them shine. But in but, an action-adventure way, not in a yeah, comedy way. Yeah, in an Indiana yeah. Jones way, not in like a, a, a Paul Blart mall cop way, which okay. I feel like like they definitely steered him into that Paul Blart like fat guy falling over. Um, a little bit too much. It's not all the way into Paul Blart, but but I think you guys get what I mean, right? Like like yeah. the joke, like like let's spend a whole minute on, on him trying to get back into the into the costume, where it's like I think the joke that we got in the trailer worked better because it wasn't they didn't like belabor it, right? Where it's just he comes out and it's very clear that it doesn't fit, and he goes yeah. still fits because like the helmet's not even on all the way, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, that joke is fine by itself. It didn't need the like trying to get into the pants, trying to zip up over the belt. So yeah. man, it took so long. <laughs> I have a I have a counter argument to that. Sure. I went to this movie with my family. Yeah. And so that included my dad, who usually doesn't come to movies with us because it's very hard for us to find stuff that we all like. Like even at Christmas, me and my mom went to see Aquaman and then my dad and my sister went to go see like The Mule like a couple years ago when those movies were in theater. Like we can't find so this movie was something that I was like, you know what, we can all get together. Plus my dad is like Duke of Russian, so like the, he he like anything that's in Russian I always think is like fun for him. Um he audibly laughed when the belt was trying to be done up the pants and it was the only part of the movie that i heard him like he he kind of like giggled a few of the other things so i'm kind of like that joke wasn't for us it was for the like older dad like i mean i don't know like my dad loved that part he thought it was so funny but and like that character was serving that particular purpose and one of the things about this movie that was so interesting to me is that again i have a sister it was like two parents and then two little girls and like that's my family as well and I just thought that that was like an interesting sort of another reason I liked going to the movie and so like that character that that like character that he played was supposed to be the character that like the dads in the audience and, and mind you you guys are both dads but you're young dads you're young cool dads if I, may, if I may say <laughs> so like I don't know maybe it just so that's just a counter argument to that where it's like yeah, yeah it's not what we expected but maybe the movie itself was shifting to be a little it, bit different anyway. but but I think I, I I I totally hear you and and I'm and I'm happy for your dad I'm happy that, <laughs> that he enjoyed that joke um but it's at odds with the the established character of black widow right like that's this the movie thing. this movie was the reason again the reason i took everybody to it is because my my parent my parents hate it when i try to make them watch marvel movies but it's because they didn't have to have any context for any other movie coming into this one but 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 that's not that's not how the mcu works right like it it's it, it's like if, if you went if you went to a star wars movie and and all of a sudden there was this character who was falling all over himself and he steps in poop and he calls it out <laughs> and and you walked away from that movie going like i don't remember that in the other three movies in this franchise that i've seen it it it's gonna it's gonna like put you off a little bit and and it's tough because marvel runs the gamut it has this element of comedy in it just not associated with this character. And I think like the, the other, the other scene that I'll call out, they, they, I think other people really, it's, it, this is totally personal and this is subjective because I've heard other people like call this out as a scene that they actually really like, or like they, they like the way that, that this is delivered. 
I thought it kind of undermined the seriousness of the character and the seriousness of the subject matter. And that's the, the hysterectomy joke. Oh yeah. That was the other one that I was sort of going to like, they, they do it so much. Yeah. It, it like, I, I really like Florence Pugh. I really like the character of Yelena. I felt that that one, like that joke, it didn't make me uncomfortable because like, Oh, we're talking about periods and I was watching it with my two hysterectomies. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, over like that's so far over their heads. It may as well be in outer space, Yes, but, but so whatever. Right. But, but for me, it's like, it's not that that makes me uncomfortable. Like, like whatever that's, it is what it is. Um, it, what made me uncomfortable is that the last time we talked about this was in age of Ultron and it wasn't necessarily handled in the best way. It was, it, she was, it, she, the, the analogy was that the, the, that, that uh, Bruce turns into a big green monster and she's a monster because she doesn't have the ability to reproduce. Right. Like it, 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 it like it was, it was a, it was a really, really bad metaphor. And so I thought bringing it in, bringing it back into the conversation, which we knew at some point it had to come up in this story, right? Because we're dealing with the Red Room. We're dealing with the origin story of Black Widow. It had to come up at some point. Him making a period joke and like, like, you know, oh, it must be that time of the month. And then her being like, you know, like, like, I I don't know. It it was another one of those instances of where I feel like they could have, they could have put a button on it and been done. And it would have been like, it would have been a good piece of dark humor. But then like, she kind of like, she kind of just keeps going with it and it gets into like a little family guy territory. there. Yeah. It gets into a little bit of absurdist humor. And, and that Mm -hmm. to me, like, it just, it just, it's just a tone thing for me. It's like, it just, what, like, what was this movie trying to be? Right. And then I have thought a lot about this moment, but because again, if you're not familiar with the black widow story, and that she can't have kids. Yeah. Having a one-off line about not having a uterus or whatever would be weird and disjointed. And, and people coming out of that For movie sure. would be like, why did they do that? So the fact that they made it like a thing through comedy and through like that anybody understands that joke, right? Dis, like taken away from the context of like Black Widow and what she's had to deal with that you get that there's like a like a undercurrent of of anger in how Florence like that that Yelena's character deals with yeah. that right yeah. and that that is i think there's some, there's a strength in that in that she, it doesn't just let it go like they don't just all go like oh yeah that sucks to not have a uterus like nobody just like gets to like have that reflective moment because that's not it wouldn't have made sense in the context of the story to have that kind of a moment whereas I don't know. So I, I, again, in the context of like making this movie for everybody and not just for Marvel fans, it yeah. didn't bother me at all. That I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back to the fact that this movie was sold to the general audience that goes to Marvel movies. Cause you, you, I think that you have this perspective for this one specifically because of, because you went and saw it with your family of like, well, they're not really into this stuff, but I took my parents. No, no, but here, hold, hold up Amanda. Let, let me finish. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. It's like you have that perspective because that was your specific experience with this one. The majority of the movie going audience goes to see Marvel movies at this point. They're, like they are they are the most successful movies on the planet. 
we can assume that people have familiarity with these characters. We can like, like, like that's just, it's, 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 it's pop culture zeitgeist. It's, it's like saying, you know, like referencing Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father, even though he never says Luke, I am your father in the movie. It doesn't matter. The prevailing pop culture iconography of that is Luke, I am your father. And you can make that reference in something completely unrelated to star Wars. And you know, it's going to hit, right? Obviously, Black Widow's hysterectomy isn't isn't on that level, but I think but I I do think that you can assume that someone going to see the Black Widow movie has seen the other movies with Black Widow. I think that you can make that assumption that the reason why the audience is here and especially because Disney Plus exists and the accessibility of these stories is at the, the 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 lowest barrier of entry it could possibly be. Right. Because, again, mo- like so many people have Disney Plus. Right. I, I like like it, it is it is OK to assume that the other thing is, like I said, this was billed to the general audience that goes to see these movies as a eulogy of sorts for the character Black Widow. And then these parts of her story that that i think like have not been handled you know particularly gently in the past are are in this one not again not being cuz here's the thing if they brought it up again later and it was like it, it was part of like her speech to to Drakov, like like of like yeah about like, like what he what he did to her or whatever yeah, yeah. And it's not it's mostly about the the psychological manipulation right and and mm-hmm. it do, that doesn't come up if it came up again i probably wouldn't have as much of a problem with it but it's like this is the only mention that we get of it in this movie and 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 it was like it was a very played important well it was a very important character moment for black widow in age of ultron like it was it was actually for this version of the character it was it was actually very defining whether it was handled well or not whether the the metaphor is borderline offensive or straight up offensive i mean that's not for me to choose because i don't have a uterus so i i you know like my opinion is is not as important um uh if important at all i guess I, I, but, but like it was, it was played in that story as like, this is something that matters a lot to her. And I, and, and, and then, and then it was hammered home in both infinity war and in Endgame, especially in Endgame, in relation to Clint and his family and the fact that his family is her family right like 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 there like there's a there's a direct correlation there and then we're com- we're doubling back and going like well actually she did have a family and this family is her family and she kind of came to realize that but then doesn't bring it up at all like it just there there's all this weird it just feels like this movie t- actually doesn't exist within the MCU which for me is the first time a story in the MCU doesn't feel like it actually like fits pr- properly into the story and so I, I just to finish off my like comment on is that we usually do these enough said podcasts and talk about it within the context of Marvel. But sometimes what we get away from is like examining it as a movie in and of itself. And I will say that like the two moments that we've criticized so far in this movie, oh, we're only criticizing because we're talking about them based on stuff that people 
might not have coming into this movie. And well, so now as I a, criticized Alexi's uh, weird prison transformation. I mean, yes, that's true. <laughs> that's another thing. Yes, that's true. Anyways, I, I, I just I'll say like yeah. like I'm I'm critical of the movie because 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 uh, I love this stuff, right? But. Like uh, it, it is it is a good movie. It's not it's not a bad movie, right? Like it's not this is not Thor: The Dark World, which is by far the worst <laughs> movie in the MCU, right? Which like yeah, like Thor: Natalie The Dark Portland. World is is straight like it's 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 boring. It's weirdly paced. It's got a whole bunch of issues. Not to mention the fact that they're of like the the behind the scenes sexism and 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 uh, uh, you know politics that went on uh, that led to it being a very bad movie. Um, and then, and then the Incredible Hulk is is really not that far behind it in terms of being awful. Um, but that's for again completely different reasons, right? I, I, but I, like this is not with those ones at the bottom of 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 the third tier of Marvel movies. This is at the top of that, almost into the second tier, but but not <laughs> my, quite. My son, my nine year old son, came out of the movie, which he he always comes out of every Marvel movie saying this. This was the best marvel movie yet (laughs) i love that optimistic yeah yeah kids don't understand recency bias and uh (laughs) and and are and are very very subject to it um oh yes uh, because they're 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 their little brains are still they're still uh i i uh, you know growing and building the pieces required to actually you know, ha- you know critical thinking isn't a strong suit of a nine-year-old um any nine-year-old <laughs> okay so some positives here what yeah. i did what i did like about this movie and this came comes strictly because it's a black widow solo movie is that black widow actually got to do something of some relevance yeah which she she's cool in all these other movies but because she's always never the starring character she always kind of gets pushed to the side even in the avengers movies um even in um uh what was that one winter soldier captain america winter soldier where she is like the main character next to captain america but just kind of tags along with him and doesn't really do a whole lot of significance so but i so i liked the fact that she took control um of the situation getting her you know, quote unquote father out of prison and um, confronting the villain in, in the end. Like it was nice to see her actually be able to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think, I think the movie was at its strongest when it was Nat and Yelena. I, yeah. I, when, when we start introducing the other characters, the movie starts to fall apart a bit. Because um, they were comedy characters. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but yeah, I mean, like that, that the really like the whole first act, um, I, I think is, I think is super strong, and the stuff, especially, I think when, when it's just sort of Nat on her own, I, I, yeah. I, I, I thought was really great because we get to see Scarlett Johansson kind of, kind of flex a little bit. But I, th- th- yeah, this is yeah. this is probably one of one of the things that's like like the the good part is the bad part for me is that like Scarlett Johansson is a is a an amazing actor, like she is yeah. unbelievably talented, and here she finally gets her chance to take center stage. And I just feel like it was such a wasted opportunity because the tone of the movie didn't know if it was going to be 
that if it was going to be like like her her greatest entry into into the MCU or if it was going to be a, a, a chuckle yuck yuck fun time right so it's like it's like f- f- they needed to figure out what they were going to do and they needed to give her more of those moments cuz i just i don't really think that she got that moment i think that there was a little bit of it at the beginning where we got to see a, a little bit of her her acting but but really it just <sighs> as soon as Yelena shows up, it's just her saying like setting up jokes for Yelena and, and just us like falling in love with Florence Pugh, which, right. You know, like it's like, again, it's not fair because Florence Pugh is, is fantastic. She's such a standout in this movie. Um, but yeah, is I, everybody kind of ends up even, even the damn pig ends up (laughs) distracted (laughs) from, from Scarlett Johansson, who should have been center stage for the whole movie. So, um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I, I, I will say I loved Taskmaster. Um, I, I especially loved the twist because until we were like, and, and this is a good twist. A good twist shouldn't floor you. A good twist should telegraph itself about three minutes before before it's revealed like you should you should have the pieces when the character has the pieces because it makes you feel like you are smart and watching the movie good um and but it's still a mystery that gets revealed right if it, if it's telegraphed too early it's it's what most people would say is predictable uh and and if it's if it comes out of left field then it was just a jj abrams McGuffin uh, switch McGuffin right but but this this reveal of of Antonia being taskmaster was revealed at the exact perfect time we were given the pieces of it at the exact perfect moments um where like all of a sudden you go back and you're like okay now now that character makes sense is it the taskmaster from the comics no but how many of the characters that we've gotten in the MCU have been very distinctly different from the characters in the comics. And in some instances, maybe even a little bit better than the characters from the comics. So uh, I, I, yeah, I don't I know really that I this was better because the character had no personality. No, th- th- whatsoever. This was, I wouldn't <laughs> say that this was better, but I do like what this has set up. And I do think that at some point this year, we will get the announcement of a black widow disney plus series like you you don't you don't have these characters walk off into the sunset and everybody survive if you don't have plans to bring back rachel weiss david harbour and florence Pugh, right so we and we know the next time that we'll see florence Pugh. we don't know the next time that we'll see those other two characters Uh, but and i do think that we'll see a bunch of those other widows and we will see uh uh, taskmaster again and i think that the next time we see her there will be more to it um and and we might get to see the mantle of Taskmaster taken up by the character that 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 he is in the comics, which is one of the big twists there, right? Yeah. That, so right. I t- I just want to talk about Taskmaster a, like a tiny bit, sure. Because for me, Taskmaster being a woman was kind of the moment where I went, "Oh, this is a girls' movie," because you have to like in the like big superhero female franchises the villains get to be women and then not so much in other 
things. <laughs> and so for me, like, I love it. Like, but it, it was, to me, it was a given that Taskmaster was going to be a woman. And I think like, I, it wasn't in any way a surprise to me, the Taskmaster, but like, I, like it, it makes sense. Like it perfectly fits the pieces for that. I don't think I clocked that it was the girl or whatever, but in my brain, there always needs to be, cause it's just like how Hollywood works, right? Like that there's always like the, the, the villain or somebody that fights it. I do like that. They did let her fight. Um, Alexi though, because yeah. sometimes again, like you don't let that, like once you know that it's a woman, you're like, Ooh, they got to just fight the girls. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no like constructive comment on that, but I do just want to flag that. Like I, I did, there was a bit of an eye roll for me where I was like, yeah, of course it's a woman. And so it was like, it was just an interesting, because yeah. I should be like really excited about something like that, but I'll be excited the moment the Taskmaster gets to stay a woman and then be like the villain in a man story. <laughs> so, sure. or, or, like, or I don't or know, maybe, any other... maybe have agency of her own and speak yeah. a word. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. There you go. Is it, there's, right. there, there is a, yeah, there are definitely are some, some issues with that. Um, but I, but I don't know. Like, I think, I think I here, here's the thing. I think that they were trading off of the established taskmaster character to, to create that bait and switch for us. Like, right. like in order yeah. to, to, to get Curtis and I in there going like, Oh, cool. Taskmaster, a character that we know very well from the comics and cartoons and video games. And like, mm-hmm. like taskmaster is a character that gets used a lot because his, his, his abilities are, he can fight anybody right yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like taskmaster is a is a drag and drop villain like oh who who, who should we throw in here as like the right. the the sub boss for this story <laughs> it's like i ah, just choose taskmaster sword so, and shield's cool but he can I like pretend really, to be spider-man for five minutes it was really great i loved seeing the uh the way that they used her fighting because they used actual choreography from all of these past movies yeah. to, to, yeah, to that show was off. Cool. It was great. It's like yeah. Black Panther and Captain America and all these guys. It's like, these are, if you've seen these movies a bunch of times, these are familiar movements. And it yeah. really drove home yeah. the fact that Taskmaster can copy anybody's fighting abilities. It was very, very cool, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I, so, I, oh, I, one more thing about Taskmaster. Yeah, Sorry, just let me interrupt. Um, In the comics, Taskmaster is more like a Deadpool type of a character, very kind of quippy and witty yeah. and funny. And I, I think that mm-hmm. um, had they made that character that way in this movie as well, it would have just been way too much with all of the other quippy characters that were in this movie. So in that sense, I'm glad that they made that change yeah. uh, and kept taskmaster to kind of be a serious relentless force however i have to draw comparisons to x-men origins wolverine and their treatment of deadpool in that movie is the exact as their treatment to a taskmaster here yeah yeah that's fair that's fair yeah uh uh, right right down to the uh all of the combining all of the superheroes abilities yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's exactly silence and all of that sort of thing yeah Yeah, i i i i think what what will be interesting is if later on down the line like i said we could introduce taskmaster like like from the comics but we can introduce him just as as 
Tony Masters, right? Like, like just just bring that character in, and that's actually a character that would be a really great character. Like, if Hawkeye gets a season two, right? Like, like bring that character in there, and and never call him Taskmaster. Never, never like go down the same route of like, you know, he he's he's uh, who's using a computer chip in his brain to to mimic everybody, but just ha- just have it be that he's like a master of all of the fighting styles. He'd also be a really great villain to bring in against Shang Chi in the future because Shang Chi's thing is that he's a master of every single form of martial arts. So a great villain to bring up against him would be Tony Masters, but like well, you could you could remix the character a little bit. Yeah, but th- they're also changing Shang Chi a little bit and giving him magic powers and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Just, just sort of, I, I, he could end up being an Easter egg character somewhere down the road. Um, but there are a lot, a lot of very angry, um, <sighs> neck beard fanboys oh, on man, the internet yeah. right it's now. Dumb. Sending hate mail to people and telling everybody that they're stupid idiots. Um, most of these people are, are, uh, you know, mega type, I, I, uh, self-professed alpha males um but uh yeah it's a uh, and which <laughs> like like this this character like you said he's a deadpool type character so they these these individuals are drawn to him like moths to a flame um and so that's why they're mad about this this change but uh i don't know i i i liked it because it because it it did catch me by surprise but like i said it's like as as she's like turning and looking and like the helmets coming off, like I was like, basically as Natasha figured it out, I figured it out and was like, Oh, perfect. That's a, that's a perfect reveal. Um, yeah. And it had to happen because it, it, it uh, releases the guilt that black widow had been feeling over purposely killing that child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to find that, out was that, she- my, that was my least favorite part about the movie. They didn't, that they didn't I commit to that? No, that they felt like they needed to absolve her. Hmm. She was an assassin. That was the thing that she was. Why did that one little girl... Anyways, it just, again... Because there usually... Was like usually... Because you want to make her a, into a like a hero, and heroes can't possibly have killed anybody. Well, she's she... killed a lot of people, but aren't they always the just the targets? Like, she killed that the girl yeah. as a bargain as like a, a ploy to get to the bigger guy she didn't have anything like it was an innocent yeah yeah in that sense. that's fair i mean i feel like she and a child if she was so good at her job she probably would have had to kill people that were innocent in other ways as well i don't know it yeah. just is like a, it's a weird it was a weird thing to me that 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 they made it but it, it make again, I have to take this movie as a movie in and of itself for me to be okay with that storyline. And so that again is maybe not, it's not just about how I watch the movie, but it's about what I got from the movie that like the, the Natasha that you see throughout other things, never once did she ever say like, I killed a kid and I feel so guilty about it. Yeah. Right. Like, I, like the red in her ledger is dripping. I thought yeah. she killed multiple people that were innocent and like blew up an entire building or like, right. Like with people in it, but like one little girl is what her dripping ledger is. And that's just like weird to me. But if you just take it in the context of this particular story where her sister's holding her accountable for like making bad choices that led to the death of a little girl and then she, it comes full circle. Sure. 
I can get on board for that. But that's but always it, the case, though, with uh, with these kind of things. It's like you watch any of these disaster movies, and like, um, if you let's say you you watch what, what's a disaster movie, twenty uh, twelve with uh, John Cusack, right? And like the buildings are collapsing, and hundreds of thousands of people are dying, and we're fine with that watching that movie. But if one of the main characters dies, it's a serious thing because yes. we have a personal connection with that. So I think that um, that's that's why we have, or that's maybe that's why Black Widow had that connection because this is one person standing out amongst the the countless nameless others that is just more abstract. All right, cool. It's a nice read. I'll, <laughs> okay, I'll thank allow you. It. I'll allow it. <laughs> I think it, I think it distinguishes itself because it, it was her ticket out of that world. Yeah. Right. This was the 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 action that absolved her in the eyes of Shield is in her eyes the worst thing that she ever did. Right. right? Yeah. Which was which was not just like mm-hmm. blow up a building and you know there's collateral damage. Collateral da- like they kind of talk about it, like collateral damage happens all the time, right? Yeah. But it wasn't that it was collateral damage. It it was that like she literally used a child as like the worm on the hook. Yeah. Right. Like, like yeah. it, it was, it wasn't like, Oh, you know, it happened. And, and, you know, like this is this occupational hazard sort of thing. It was a, it was a choice that she made. And, and then ultimately the fact that it didn't even work, <laughs> right. That, right. Like, that, yeah. that it wasn't even successful, I yeah. think is the other part of it that, that sort of is the, the twist of the knife in this story. But it's funny because you bringing that up, the 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 ledger is dripping with it. It 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 reminded me of of what I think is actually my favorite moment from the movie, which is when they're they're talking or whatever, and Alexi oh, yeah. is like is like, "Are yeah. you kidding me? You girls, I'm so proud of you. You you Elena, you're the you're the most successful child assassin of all time, and you yeah. like you're an Avenger and like." Yeah. Your your both of your ledgers are dripping with red, and he's just like I'm so, I'm such a proud father, and it's just like that that was one of the places where the character Alexi worked for me is in like that it went to like the the like the 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 dark humor of it, um, yeah. and like and and then one of my other favorite moments was when he gets hit with the dart. And it's funny because I have so many complaints about about Red Guardian. It's not that I didn't like David Harbour as Red Guardian. I just felt like he was out of place in this movie, um, in this story. But I love it when he gets hit with the dart and he pulls it out and he's like, ha, you think one puny dart can take down the... And he doesn't even get to say the rest of his 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 uh, heroic line when it's just like like another one. And then like Ace Ventura style, he just gets hit with like 15 darts. And uh, and the the one detail that I really loved about it is that like all of these darts come in and most of them hit him in the chest, but there is actually one that like goes over the shoulder and hits into the wall, where it's just like they just they just fired everything they had, like they yeah. just they did not care, yeah. just like just go 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 go, just take out the right guardian. I I yeah I I love that and and uh, but but my favorite part of this movie hands down was the whole cold open 1995 stuff, which I'm so glad that they kept out of the trailers. We didn't know it was coming. Um, and specifically yeah. when we get to the moment where I, I, they're getting the plane out and, and uh, 
uh, Alexi like whips off the 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 cut like the tent sort of cover and then goes to move the whatever trailer or whatever he just flips yeah. it and I turned to Crystal in the movie theater and I was like this is why I love these movies like because yeah. because yeah. up until that point it was just like oh it would do like a 90s action you know the yeah. fugitive mm-hmm. type of thing yeah, just like a, an action thriller. And then all of a sudden it takes this real sharp right turn into Marvel territory of like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's he's Russian Captain America. Um, I do need closure on which Captain America he fought, though, because I believe that he fought a Captain America. Obviously, he didn't fight Steve Rogers, but mm. but because of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we know that the government didn't stop there. Uh, uh, that the U.S. government was tr- trying to create super soldiers all throughout the 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 time period between Cap going into the ice and uh, and and him coming out of it. So, and maybe even after, we'll maybe we'll find out later. But can I uh, give you some uh, really geeky Marvel history here? That's yes, why you're please. here, Curtis. <laughs> okay, we're so excited. So, Captain America. Before Marvel Comics was Marvel, they they existed as a different company, Atlas, and they had Captain America comics in the 1940s that go, went through World War II, uh, and then they got canceled because you know popularity was dwindling or whatever. And then they brought Captain America back in the 1950s. Yeah. And it was not successful. It didn't last very long. And then Stan Lee brought Captain America back when he created all of his Marvel heroes in 1960s. In the 1960s, that's when like the Marvel Universe starts. And uh, and that's Captain America. He created the whole story of coming out of the ice after World War II. But then it gave, made this conundrum. Stan wasn't thinking about continuity really at that point. But he did made this con this continuity conundrum because what about that? 1950s Captain America series that they that was published. Mm. Who was that Captain America? And that Captain America is they years later they folded this Captain America into continuity, saying, "Oh yes, there was another guy named William Burnside that took up the mantle of Captain America after World War II." And so David Harbor could or um, uh, Red Guardian could have fought. Yeah. William Burnside, Captain America, and 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 that would be perfect. Like I would, I would love it if if at some point when this character comes back in into into a story, if we get closure on that, we and like we actually do like get to the bottom of that story, um, of like yeah, he fought, he fought. The reason why he beat Captain America, and he's got this story of the time that he beat Captain America, is because it was a guy who wasn't a super soldier. Yeah, like, like and, we, and we can find out like what. What was it that that William Burnside what like what made him good enough to be Captain America even in name right like yeah. did did he have some sort of like was it was it a suit that had some sort of ability right like like what was it that that made him uh, 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 able to they, to take up that mantle yeah, for totally. a time um and and I believe that they can do it and i'm I don't imagine that we would like sort of go into it as many times as we do in this movie if they didn't have a plan of like at some point we'll talk about this character like or or like we're gonna plant this seed and down the road if there's an opportunity we can come back to this and we can tell a story and and it could be fun um but yeah it uh, i i those jokes didn't necessarily work for everybody from from sort of what i was seeing online 
I thought that those were were actually pretty good. Of the like, hey, I really like that. Hey, did 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 you ever talk about me? Because it it was like there was this whole thing of like. I, I almost like the Al Bundy, like, like quarterback in high school sort of thing with red guardian of like, he had a heyday past glories and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In the eighties. Um, and, and, and I mean, to be honest, I mean, like, like, like they're getting into animated stuff now. It would be cool to see red guardian in the eighties, like to get a story with that Mm -hmm. character and David Harbour could voice the character and everything. Um, and to sort of see him in, in his heyday in the eighties, uh, Miami Vice style uh, uh, 80s, you know, <laughs> like like that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Fighting a different Captain America. That'd be cool. That could be really cool. Okay, um, one more favorite moment, and I, we should probably head over yeah. to the next section here, but um, usually these Marvel movies don't have opening credits. They save all of the credits to the very end, but this movie yeah. had this tremendous sequence um, that I thought was just kind of horrific and really well done. Uh, right after the 1995 stuff that tells the story of kind of these girls going through the red room. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, Holy cow. And my, my boys are watching this and this is actually pretty dark stuff. And it was just this amazing version of smells like teen spirit, like really, yeah. really good. Um, but I thought I, I went through that whole thing. I'm like, Holy cow, the whole red room, this is an allegory for human trafficking of little girls. Yeah. Like I was like, this puts a whole different spin on on everything that I knew about Black Widow to think about it in in that term, I thought it was really really well done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it it definitely. <laughs> again, here's a place. It like the good is also the bad for me because it's like it absolutely set this tone right at the beginning of the movie of like, yeah. whoa, this is some heavy stuff. And then later on in the movie, it's like it's all jokes and comedy, yeah, it's yeah. all jokes and comedy as we get into the third act, right? Yeah, um, because. Yeah. To do that, though, they had to be light, right? And I will say also, like, the thing, too, with, like, the Red Guardian being, like, who he is, like, a villainous type. Like, he he was, like, well, not villainous, but, you know, like, working for... He had to have been imprisoned and suffered and changed and yeah. stuff so that we're, like, okay to root for him, which is interesting. Anyways, right. I want to do my favorite moment quick yeah, because I know ahead. we got to move on. But I just love me a real good action sequence and i just think that the helicopter i know that they showed it in (laughs) the i know that they showed it in the trailers but it didn't make it any less cool like i don't know it was rad especially when she just gets like um gillina gets just so fed up and just like autopilots it and then just like takes the big gun i don't know (laughs) i just it was it was fun and i like um and i like that alexi was like like a little like even in his like super power dome he was a bit incompetent comparatively and so i just it was just it's just fun and then you're like oh are they gonna do it and you're like of course they're gonna get him of course they are but i still was excited and i was like oh an egregious avalanche any day of the week (laughs) like what (laughs) come on it was a good sequence oh totally absolutely i that was my favorite moment so our our mvp i look hey this is this i think this will be quick is there any argument that it could possibly be anybody but Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova? Like, not in my books. Uh, she's, she's my pick as well. It's not, but a, a shout out to Mason. Like, I just oh, love yeah. that character. Yeah, like, sure. he was Man, great. Totally underused. I would have yeah. loved to see more of his character in the well, movie. Well, I'm really hoping that they'll use it. He's such a great character that can go anywhere in the yeah, universe. And totally. so I hope that it was also just really nice to humanize Black Widow, that she's not just this prop for, she. like, that there's other things that she's competent on her own and she does stuff on yeah. her own. And that was kind of nice to see that she has somebody that she goes to that has nothing, like, not really 
tied to the Avengers because she needs to be competent on her own. Yeah. I just think that that was kind of nice to yeah. have that. And it was, it was the thing though, where I was like, wait, am I just a bad Marvel fan? Is he from something that I'm supposed to know? No, <laughs> And I then it was so. just nice. He's not. And then it was just nice. Is he an existing comic character? I'm not, I don't think he is. I've never he heard is. of him. If he, if um, he is. Yeah, I think that we'll see Mason again when we see Yelena again. Mm-hmm. I I, yeah. I think that actually like that that one of the things that they did is they set up the connection between those characters because because the other part is that like we know that Yelena knows Mason as well because she right. was in the flat yeah. right so right. like they also have a connection and that'll transfer perfectly so so mm-hmm. I do think whether whether it's it's in Hawkeye or it's in a Black Widow series if she gets her own series at some point. Um, yeah, I, 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 I guarantee we'll see Mason again. Um, cool. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the post-credit scene. I, this is a really great example of, of what I was talking about at the beginning of like everything being out of order of when it was originally supposed to be released. This post-credit scene is when we were originally supposed to be introduced to, uh, uh, to, as everybody's now taking to calling her Val, I, I, uh, what, what, can, Curtis, can you give us the whole thing? Valentina, I don't know her full name. She's the Contessa. The Contessa Valentina, de, blah, 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 blah. Madam Hydra, also known <laughs> yep. as Madam Hydra. Uh, See, yeah. I um, thought that they added this afterwards no. because she was already introduced. I think her being introduced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier is way better. I think so too, because like, we actually get an actual introduction and who she is. Yeah, exactly. I love that. It was so it was supposed was. to be the Nick Fury end of Iron Man moment, right? Like ah, that's okay. like that's okay. the thing yeah. because because yeah. remember that this is supposed to be the first movie. It was. It is right. the first movie after Endgame, so this is this is really like the beginning of Phase Four. And, right. and the point of that was supposed to be that like instantly we're supposed to understand, okay, she's the, she's the new Nick Fury. But for those of us who know the character, even, even, you know, just a little bit, cause I don't know her very well, but I know who the character is. It's like, okay, but these are going to be bad guys. So like it's, it's, she's putting together the, the, the dark Avengers or Thunderbolts or whatever it's going to be. Right. Um, so she, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, I I think that it was supposed to just be a stinger sort of post credits, and then, and then it sort of because they flip the order of it, it's like, well, okay, we all now we already have gotten like the Iron Man two, Nick Fury hanging out with the superhero, uh, or or in this case the the anti hero villain character, um, and and us getting like those lengthy scenes of it, so. I, I think like like I think that they had an idea of what they wanted to do and it was supposed to be a one two punch to sort of really drive home this idea that she's recruiting a, 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 a team of superheroes for the government. It um, still works though. It still works. It still just fine. Oh, it yep. totally still works. But but I just think that this one would have still I would have worked better if we had just gotten it as the sting because it would have been like a because I think without that without, we would have been more confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think I think the problem is that like it if we had gotten this one first it wouldn't have been so much about the character it, it would have been about the actor right it would have been about Julie Louis-Dreyfus and it's like oh my god I can't believe she's in the MCU now that's so cool um and then it would have been and, uh, and then conversations online about who was the character in the post-credit sequence. Instead, we already got that like, holy crap, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is in 
the MCU now, and we've already had the conversations about who this character is. So this really has no punch whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like, okay, so I guess, so I guess she, like she's going to be in, uh, I, or, or uh, uh, Yelena is going to be part of this, this dark Avengers team. And, and instead I think the punch ends up being, the the hawkeye reveal at the end right. of like of like oh oh snap she's going after hawkeye now here's the thing and, and this is what i've seen online this is some theories online the language that she uses is a little bit ambiguous because she says here's your next target right she doesn't say you have to kill you have to go kill hawkeye right it could be you need to go recruit hawkeye and this could be like Hawkeye could be like the Hawkeye series, which we're supposed to get later this year, um, could be the first time that we really start to dig into this Dark Adventures Thunderbolt stuff of like Yelena could show up and be like, like, I'm recruiting you for this team. And for him to be like, I'm not joining a team with a bunch of super villains <laughs> like like and and for us to start to but explore. She's not a super villain, is she? Is she a super villain? No, she's not a super villain, no. but she's a but she's a Russian agent. She's a. Okay, she's, so it's just right. She's, like, okay, she's not. She's, she has only been a villain up to this point because she's been an assassin, right? Um, but I feel like she, she's a, and 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 I would say even even with her current status, knowing that she, you know, she's Black Widow's sister and all that stuff, she is an antihero, right? And 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 um, uh, U.S. agent also is is existing in this weird place of like, well, right. at the end of Captain. Uh, of falcon and winter soldier he is he does he does end up doing the right thing he does he does want to be a hero he doesn't he's not they're not you know it's not red skull who's like i'm gonna conquer the world with the tesseract right it's not loki who's like i'm gonna take over and it's definitely not thanos who's declaring to everybody i'm gonna kill half of the universe right like like the these are characters who live in a weird gray area um but I think okay, that, I like that. I'm on board. I'm I, th- on board. I think the, 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 the place we're going to go with Hawkeye is that Hawkeye is trying not to live in the gray area anymore. Right. Okay. Hawkeye well, is trying to be yeah. a hero and it, there's going to be this thing of like pulling him like, no, 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 you, you, you belong with us here in the gray. Right. You're, you're an assassin too. You've killed people. You were Ronin. Right. Cause the, the, the picture that she, that she shows Yelena is a picture of Ronin, not of right. Hawkeye. Not of Hawkeye. That's right. Right. Yeah. Um. Fun. Fun story. My sister hadn't seen Endgame yet, <laughs> <laughs> and so she walked away from this being like, "Well, what did Hawkeye do to her?" <laughs> like, well, and I'm and I, or or something. She's like, "I need to find out how Hawkeye killed her." And I was like, "You are in for it. just watch the movies." And then she went back. <laughs> it's and so much better than that. Like, yeah, you know, I know. I, th- to me, this is my favorite part of the MCU. And and I know that you you've kind of been talking Amanda about like well you know you, you, the, the the idea of like you have to have seen this stuff before Vault in order to understand stuff. I like the fact that you can drop a person into the MCU and literally any like pick the movie that they're gonna like the most and show them yeah. that one first. Don't start at Iron Man. You don't have to start at Iron Man. If someone's gonna love Iron Man, then start at Iron Man. But if they're gonna hate that character, then don't start with that. Start with whatever start with whatever it takes to get them into the mcu because there's something for everybody and then there will be something in a post-credit scene at some point where they go dang i have to watch all of these don't i yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's exactly and- what that is of like of like wait what did hawkeye do 
to Black Widow. Yeah, so how do you go see? Now you got to go watch Infinity War and Endgame. Like, you have to see those movies. See Um, see what happened. And that's the lovely little bow on this for me is that my mom afterwards, there was another, like, elderly lady at the gym who was like, I have a granddaughter and I need to, like, take her to see a movie. My mom was like, has she seen Black Widow? Uh, or like she asked what how what what how old she was and it's a 13 year old girl and my mom was like go take her to black widow you'll be the cool grandma and i just thought that that was really cool that like this is definitely the right way to get 13 year old girls excited about the mcu i think is a cool um superhero movie all totally so we haven't really talked about the rah-rah women yet and i just felt like i needed to add that in because it's definitely a good segue that if you want to i mean obviously captain marvel exists as well but you know that that's pretty like harder sci sci fi. I feel like it's it's a it's a more it's a it's a it's a leap for some people, but um yeah. definitely I think uh, Black Widow is a great yeah great female empowerment film. So. Totally, I uh, cool. I uh, Curtis, you want to give us your recommended reading list? Sure. Yeah, Black Widow. Even though she's a character that was created in the '60s, never had any long-running series. She just had kind of bits and pieces here and there. Uh, so here are some books that uh, that you can pick up if you're interested in learning more about the character that kind of had influence on this this uh, movie. Um, Black Widow has a two-volume epic collection series. Um, is also available as an omnibus that collects all of her you know, all of her appearances through the 60s, through the 90s, uh, including her first appearance in Iron Man in Tales Tales of Suspense number 52, um, as well as the first appearance of the Red Guardian in Avengers number 43 and 44, and also her her black costume, which I thought was portrayed very well on the Black Widows uh, in this movie, uh, her classic black costume that debuted in Amazing Spider-Man number 86. So, epic collection. Um, more recently, there were a number of Black Widow miniseries, one in 99, one in 2001, and one, I think it's in 2003, that were part of the Marvel Knights imprint that really, those three miniseries are what uh, introduce Yelena Belova, as well as kind of give her history and her story um, as a Black Widow. So you can check those ones out. Th- that book is uh, not for kids. In fact, one of the miniseries was published under the Marvel Max banner, which is like R-rated comics. So uh, don't show your kids. Uh, and then there's a Black Widow miniseries called Deadly Origin by Paul Cornell and Tom Rainey. And that one is more recent, a couple of years back. Uh, and it it's the one that I think in, it draws the this movie draws the most from that series because it really redefines uh, and definitively defines the origin of the black widow in relationship to the, the red room. It also has the cool uh, white outfits that we see the black widows wearing in this movie. And then if you really want to know more about task Taskmaster, you can read a, a graphic novel that came out just recently called Taskmaster: anything you can do. It's kind of a collection of all of his random appearances over the years and it's not anything to do with this new taskmaster so because there are no comics to do with this new <laughs> taskmaster but there you go those are some recommended readings for you um i'll i'll throw another one on this list i uh, just because it's it's a good story that that heavily features black widow uh and the that's, phil noto series i uh, no, i the the uh, uh daredevil guardian devil uh, uh, yeah. uh, comic which was uh, written by Kevin Smith but uh, Black Widow is in that and and I actually think 
Um, for my money, uh, of all of the stories that I've read with Black Widow, Kevin Smith's version of Black Widow, which which predates the MCU by quite a bit, um, is actually probably the closest in the comics to Scarlett Johansson's performance. There's a, there are a lot of lines that she has in that that are very, and, and that's probably because you know she's been written by Joss Whedon a couple of times. So there's a there's there's a little bit of a, like a, a, a similarity in their writing styles. Uh, that transfers over but uh but she's actually like she she's a pretty significant player in that story and uh and it's and it's a really great comic um uh w- one of my favorite sort of uh off the beaten path marvel and i think that that one's a marvel knights right i'm pretty yep, sure that it one is, is. It, yep. it deals with some pretty heavy uh, uh subject matter but uh uh yeah it's it, it's a good one um yeah and then and then really anytime she shows up in a spider-man comic is is a good time she's uh, black widow and spider-man have a good back and forth with that i it's it's actually it's it's a shame that like i don't do we do we ever get an interaction between spider-man and and black widow in the mcu i don't think that we do um, no because black in um civil war civil they're on war opposing that, sides yeah I, do they and, not they don't fight hey they not, don't fight no. No, well, no, I'm, actually, no, Natasha and Spider-Man are on the same side in Civil War until Natasha defects. So there's oh, no reason right, for them right, to, yeah, to right. fight, and then, yeah, then yeah, they're yeah, all right. split up. Yeah. And then in Infinity War, Spider-Man is on Titan for most of yeah, the movie, yeah, right. and Separated. Natasha's in New York. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I yeah, I, I, I've always, I've always enjoyed that dynamic. To. Yeah, because I, I didn't actually know that there was a very good dynamic between the two of them, so there's all these... Well, well, we won't get to see it now to because we won't get to see it. Darn it! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's no. what I'm saying. It's I a forgot. missed opportunity. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I. Although, hey, I. It's the MCU. Anything can happen. Um, right. We'll talk more about that specifically <laughs> about in a couple of weeks when we come back and talk about Loki. I. Yeah. I. Yeah. Um, I. This. The Black Widow was. Um, as mundane as an MCU story can get, in my opinion. It, not to say that it was mundane, but this is as mundane as it can get. Uh, it was mostly just explosions and and kick punching that saved the day. Um, but you know, I told sci-fi. But I told my wife that I was actually happy that this movie was more down to earth after so many of the last sure. Marvel movies were like, let's save the universe. And right. it's the stakes were so high. It was nice to have something on a smaller scale. Sure. I thought it was refreshing. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, we are about to get very weird yes. uh, with, with the next few installments. Cause we're going to have, we're going to get Loki uh, or we're going to talk about Loki. We've already, uh, ho- hopefully everybody's all, all seen it by now, but, but we're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks. We're going to get Shang- Shang-Chi. Uh, actually, I guess the next thing technically is what if, where we're going to get real weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm super excited about that. Still Me not too. sure how we're going to cover it, but we'll figure it out. Uh, and then we're going to get Shang-Chi. Uh, and then we don't really know what's next after Shang-Chi because we don't have release dates for Miss Marvel or Hawkeye. But we do know that they're both expected this year. Um, which was and, cool. I didn't yeah. realize that until I looked it up yesterday. And then we have the Eternals, which is going to be it's going to be something. It's going to be something. It's, at least we know this for a fact. It's going to look really pretty. Um, we don't really know a lot about the, the cast story is yet. so great though. The cast is like, and yeah. I really trust um Chloe. I forget her last name, but 
she's fabulous. Yeah. And uh, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a powerhouse creative team on that one. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also a little bit apprehensive. Just they've just given us no, yeah, they've given us yeah. nothing on that. Um, but this, yeah. the actual story for the Eternals is really quite fascinating. So yeah, hopefully they'll go. And then we're closing there. out the year with the third installment of the Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, that that uh, promises to be about as ridiculous as possible, and and if if you've if you've seen that spoiler, <laughs> that that yeah. official spoiler, you know what I'm talking about. They're like this is going to be a crazy Spider-Man story, um, and honestly, like I can't wait. Sh- Shang Chi is still my most like anticipated MCU project right now, but like. I know like the second that I leave the theater after watching that movie, I'm go all I'm going to be thinking about is like, like how many days is it until uh, a no way home? Cause yeah. Yeah. I, 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 as, as I think listeners of thunder quack and, and, and just me in general on the internet will know, like I love this Tom Holland, Spider-Man um, and I love Dr. Strange and, and, and we've already gotten to see them team up. So it's a reunion. It's not even like, Hey, let's see these characters together. It's like let's see these characters back together. Um, so yeah, well, it, it's crazy. It's ridiculous that we have this much MCU uh, uh, to carry us through the, the rest of the year. And there are yeah. probably projects that we haven't heard about yet for Disney Plus um, that that are, or we know certainly that there are projects that we haven't heard a lot about yet that are that one that are, we found out about today. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, that are we'll that are very that, that are very soon. So, um, uh, like twenty twenty two, sort of soon. So, I uh, yeah, I uh, the future is looking bright. I'm very happy as a Marvel fan, um, even if I complained a lot on this episode. I here's the thing: there will be balance in the universe because I, all I'm going to do is gush on the next episode because Loki is one of the best things in the MCU. So. Look forward to that. <laughs> I, I thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Amanda, uh, and thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, do, do we have a sign off for this one yet? We got. I think never. That's yeah. enough said. Such a poser. <laughs> yeah. Such a poser. <laughs> yes, go. I love it. Do that one. <laughs> Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.